Hey, I'm Camille Joy, the host and creator of the Moments of Joy podcast, the place that will leave you surely feeling motivated, inspired, and encouraged. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. episode of the Moments of Joy podcast has been brought to you by Caribou. C-A-R-I-B-U. Caribou is an interactive calling app where you can read, draw, and visit with your little ones. It allows families to be able to have fun together when work and travel keeps them apart, or in my case, relocation. The app is available on Apple and Google Play. It has thousands of books and coloring sheets to choose from so that you can work together in real time. It's essentially FaceTime meets Kindle for kids. The app is free during this COVID-19 pandemic. Normally, it is offered as a monthly subscription or can be sent as a gift subscription. My favorite part of all this is that when you subscribe to Caribou, Caribou supports a free subscription to a military family through their partnership with Blue Star Families. Download Caribou today. Oh, what an amazing show I have for you today, guys. Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. Um, If this is your first time on our show, I want to welcome you to the show. This is a place where we share a lot of amazing stories um, with a lot of amazing endings (laughs) with strictly the purpose of drawing you closer to Christ. Um, This is a platform where my sole focus is to encourage, to uplift, and to motivate you. So my name is Camille Joy, and today we have a pretty amazing guest. His story is powerful. His story is one that will leave you really feeling closer to God and really just seeing the power of God and how he moves in each and every one of our lives. I want to invite you guys to follow me on social media platforms at Moments of Joy Podcast and feel free to go back into the archives and enjoy all the amazing interviews that we have, the amazing topics that I talk about and learn a little bit more about Camille Joy. All right, guys, we're going to get right into it. Here we go. Guys, I have with me an amazing young man. His name is Rashawn Copeland. Rashawn, welcome to the show. Ah, Camille, thank you so much. I'm Red Bull excited, triple shot espresso elated to be on the (laughs) show. Thank you. I'm I'm laughing because I'm a coffee girl, so my listeners know (laughs) I love coffee. (laughs) I love it. You're just like, you and my wife are just alike, so (laughs) I'm all going to the Starbucks, wherever for her. Yes, (laughs) I can meet her someday. (laughs) Well, I'm excited um, that you're here to share your story with the um, listeners today. Um, I have met you over the wide world of Twitter (laughs) yes, and I know that you have an amazing story and an amazing book um, that you have that just was released. And so 
we're going to just get right into your story. I'll lead you right in. Um, I have every guest sort of start at their childhood and um, work us up so that we can get the full picture of the glory of God in your life. Is that okay? Yes, that sounds great, Camille. And again, thank you so much for having me. Uh, you're just a bundle of joy. If there's anyone qualified to lead this podcast, it's definitely you. I've been enjoying the episodes I've been hearing. So just, I just want to honor you and say thank you for that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. But so much. Yes, ma'am. As far as uh, starting with my, my childhood, um, yeah. How did you I have a I have a pretty, it's pretty unique, but we all have a story and it doesn't matter like, you know, where we all began on the journey. Mm. Uh, it's always like about connecting our story with God's story. That's and right. I think my friend Sam Collier, I got a good buddy. He says, when we connect our story with God's story, it makes a greater story. Mm. And one thing that I've learned throughout the process of my life is that I didn't necessarily, quote unquote, have a bad life, like a bad childhood or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in a rather stable home. Uh, my dad was a military man. I was a military brat. Uh, my mom owned a hair salon. She was a cosmetologist and oh, wow. they were hardworking people. At one point, my mom uh, owned two different salons on one west side of the city and the south side of the city while my dad would work all day with the military oh, so just growing up around you know them and their work ethic it sort of just you know spilled off on me however mm -hmm. you know there was no like gospel-centric uh intentional living in our life there was no uh relationships or intimacy with god or knowing him and because of that i grew up a lot of times confused and sort of uh, delusion to what's what's the truth about why I'm here and you know mm -hmm. and 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 this led into like a lot of I like an identity crisis when I got in high school mm -hmm. I literally I was attached to football as an athlete and what what ended up like really just opening my eyes um, a little bit later off in my life was um, I was dating a young lady uh, and this young lady was pretty much uh, feeling a void in my heart because football was great. I mean, I start, I was doing really well, started getting a lot of scholarships and, um, you know, got very popular in high school, but I was missing something. So I thought dating would be that answer. So I'm dating this young lady, but uh, a defining moment, little did I know I was about to embark on something that was going to change my life forever. One night we were, you know, sitting at this park after dark, uh, hanging out in, uh, I didn't know that she had an ex-boyfriend that was from Chicago that was sort of just released out of like some type of juvie prison or something. Oh but he God. found out that we were together and uh, what sort of drove him, you know, was jealousy. And he pulls up in a, a van one night. He somehow found where we were. I think I posted it on MySpace. You remember MySpace? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, which was a bad idea that night. I didn't know things could escalate that quick while putting your wow. mind. But he peels up in this van and five guys jump out. And I ain't talking about burgers. You know about five guys burgers, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but five guys jump out of a car oh and goodness. they started walking towards us. And, um, you know, I'm sort of boldly about to step out the car, but yet fearfully wondering, like, what is about to happen? Right. The prideful, egotistical Rashawn was like, I'm about to go fight these 
dudes. I'm gonna just try to fight them off. I want to prove right. this girl that I ain't no punk. Like, mm. and so I'm sort of walking towards them fearfully. The young lady sitting in the passenger side of the car are just laughing. As I'm walking towards them and they're walking towards me, I get closer closer i see the guy in the front which was her ex-boyfriend he reaches for his waistband he grabs the pistol he waves it in the air i turn to run i slip and i fall he stood over me boom boom he runs off and they jump in the van they uh they pill out i run i get up quick as i can and i run i dive at the left side of the car where the passenger side is i see the door wide open i look in the girl's gone Mm. all of a sudden you know it's pitch black pitch black no one's around Mm. this park is empty Mm. i'm alone my heart's beating out of my chest it's a cold winter night but I feel the warm blood spilling all over the concrete underneath me. And I'm just crying out to God for the first time ever, ever. You know, my grandma would uh, plant seeds of faith. She was a strong, devoted Christian woman. My grandpa's a strong, devoted Christian man. And the, the, they planted seeds in my heart, in my life years before, you know, I even, you know, embarked on this. And then, yeah, literally God met me where I was in my mess and he loved me through it and he let me out of it. And that was the first time I cried out and he heard my cry. And, you know, as I'm sitting there, I began to think about like my football coaches weren't there. My, my, my friends weren't there. My parents weren't there. That girl wasn't there no longer. Like everything, my life was crashing before my eyes. And I began to think, you know, although I was alive, did I ever live? Did I ever live the life that I was purposed here to live? Because mm-hmm. I was on the brink of death you know I was about to die uh and um needless to say yeah he heard my cry he sends a man which I call an angel to this day about 20 minutes later after you know blood's everywhere he picks me up this random guy Mm. after praying and throws me in his truck takes me to the hospital and I end up sending the I don't know if it was ICU or just the ER and at that point Tears are flooded down my face. And for the first time ever, here, I'm getting to the end. I'm sorry. No, but, no. Yeah, uh, much time. That's yeah. awesome. But what was one of the really humbling things uh, as I'm laying in this hospital bed uh-huh. and I'm sort of contemplating um, and, you know, thinking and meditating, I'm just trying to really sort through my brain what just happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Eyes full of tears. I literally see my dad walking. My dad, again, was a military man. I never had seen him cry up to this point. Wow. But when he walked in with tears flowing down his eyes, I couldn't help but to think, yes, my earthly father is right here crying in mm-hmm. my face. Mm-hmm. How much more is my heavenly father heart crying out for me? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To be back in the position, the place where I'm wanting to know him, love him, growing him. And uh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it changed everything, though, sister. I, I could How never. That was my childhood, point? though. Um, so, so I was about at that time seventeen years old. Wow. When that happened, but wow. it was so that, many other things leading up to that point as wow. well. That 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 especially uh, pricks my heart because I'm a mom of five boys. <laughs> oh wow! Really? So, yeah. Cool. So my oldest is eighteen and. 
he's beginning to date now and so and I'm always the mom that's like telling them all these stories so I'm going to surely have them listen to your story oh praise God yeah yes. it's a lesson you know yeah. examples for young men you know wow. what can happen yes I mean obviously you weren't in Chicago anymore right well no. where that guy was from no, actually, I was in, uh, you know, the state of the Wizard of Oz, Toto, in Kansas, wow. you know, in a town, a college town called Lawrence, Lawrence Kansas. Wow. And so, obviously, not the ghetto where you yeah. think that, that would happen. Exactly. It was actually like 85% Caucasians there or something wow. like that. And never seen that coming at all. My goodness. You know? But yeah. pride comes before the fall. I was very prideful. And like, even to this day, I pray for the man who shot me down. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I actually tried to reach out to his, his sister, you know, because he doesn't have any social medias. Mm-hmm. But he ended up doing about seven years in prison and he eventually got out. Mm-hmm. But sadly, um, he continued in that life um, and he was shot down and he basically was paralyzed. Wow. Uh, it, but now to this day my heart goes out to him just like the lord doesn't want to see anyone perish but everyone to come to the knowledge of himself mm-hmm. i i want people to taste and see that god is good in the same way even if those people have hurt me right not helped me in the past and right. that's my sort of cry from my heart because of the grace of god right wow. now and that and that really shows a a level of healing that you've come to and yeah and that that's really deep Amen. God bless you for that. Wow. And so after this, how, how did life um, change for you? Mm. At that life changed for me in a huge way after that, because I now had this, I was sort of awakened to like, Hey, I can die. I'm a futile flimsy or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a futile flimsy man. Like I can die. I'm like, I, I I will at one day stand before, before God, my, my mm. the creator of my soul, like in, and it really opened my eyes to like, I'm an eternal being housed in a body and mm. I can't take life for granted anymore. And I have to accept the fact that I can't do this life alone and, and mm. that God is greater uh, than any of my little plans. He has something, a purpose for my life now. And I have to find a way to use this, well, to allow him to use this for my good and for his glory, everything, the pain I'm going through right now. And then I began to actually open up my mouth and speak and share about what he was doing in my life until, of course, I went to college and mm-hmm. sort of stumbled and fumbled some more and became a prodigal. And he, he got me again later, though, for good. <laughs> mm. But but yeah, that's what it taught me, the brevity of life. Like, I love what Psalm says. It says, teach me to number my days so I may gain a heart of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's something that God had helped me sort of, you know, he really taught me to number these days. Yes. Wow. That, that's amazing. Yeah. It's really deep. Um, and so in, in following you, I see that you experienced anxiety, depression, mm. wow. um, lust and shame um will you take us a little bit into the anxiety and depression that you experienced in your life definitely sister like things got really tough when i realized um you know 
I just didn't want to settle. I think it was just this, this love to control my life. One, I think that was a big reason I was so riddled by anxiety uh-huh. is one, I wanted to control everything. I would put my little feet in the big shoes of God all the time. Uh, and I struggled with this because I just worried about everything. And uh, for instance, whenever I went out to Los Angeles after college, uh, I began to pursue uh, all the vain pursuits. I'm talking pleasures, power, people, places, profit, you name it. Like personal gain was my uh, claim to fame. And 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 I think when I got out there, um, one thing that really opened my eyes to the, you know, so sort of how nothing would satisfy me outside of Christ, nothing would bring me deep, a deep abiding joy outside of Jesus was when, I, hey, I had that G-Wagon, I had that nice house in the valley, I was doing shows, you know, with artists like Soulja Boy, I had huge platforms, and I had money in the bank, but when I realized that my wealth was profiting really nothing internally, like in my soul, that's when depression began to take over. I went through a bout of depression at one of my highest moments when everybody was looking up, quote unquote, to Rashawn. Uh-huh. Down in, you know, I had this facade on my, you know, basically on my face, this smile, but inside I was struggling, you know, yeah. and that's why I tell people, don't look at people face, at face value, but look at the value behind the face. Like, go deeper with people uh, because if I had true friends that like would just ask me questions or talk to me about these things, I never would have had a pistol to my mouth one night, you know, going to commit suicide. Um, but here's what ends up happening though. Well, here's why I love social media and what you're doing and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of how you're impacting so many people from not only your podcast, but all over your social media platforms. Like God has raised up people right now, like, like me and you to, to reach people online because I I share this because it's my testimony. Whenever a young lady, she was the only Christian girl I was following when I went back into the world. And one day on my lowest moment, I mean, the girl at USC that I was in love with, she end up you know quit talking to me all of a sudden my boys walked out on me like literally God began to prune and strip things which he often does Mm. but this very night when I went into the room and got this pistol I have this pistol in my mouth I'm starting to think of several things one if I shoot myself uh and I don't die I'll have to go through the same pain I went through when I was 17 and Mm. I know the type of havoc you know that you know how it wrecks your body in in the pain uh so I don't want to do that but number two what if I die and I go before the god of the universe and I have to give an account all I have is my, my 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 terrible disappointments my mistakes and everything in life will he see christ in me and so i was thinking through those things but needless to say he knew exactly what was the cry of my heart i pick up my cell phone moments before about to commit suicide because uh immediately the light came on like a notification then i swipe i swipe uh right and i noticed this young lady she was at the top of my timeline on facebook Mm -hmm. and she posted something that said oh how wide how deep how vast the love of God is and nothing in all creation can separate us mm-hmm. from this love that's found in Christ Jesus. And when I was reading, I was weeping. I end up crying. I read it like 20 times. And as my heart 
you know, began to read it over and over, it began to melt more and more. Uh, and at that point, I was I was done. I surrendered, and I, I ran back to the foot of the cross, repented of my sins, placed my faith in Christ, and He changed my destiny. Like He changed everything. Yeah, so that's that the, yeah. That's the kind of God that we serve. Yes, Amen. That in your room, I have a similar story of of um, you know giving my life back to Christ in mm. private. So I think that's important to hear that you don't always have to get to a building um, or, you know, get to a confessional or wherever you think you need to meet Christ, but it can happen right in your home, wherever you are. So good, sister. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah. And um, I want to backtrack a little bit because I just saw that um, you were addicted to sex porn and so was that a part of the life in in los angeles oh big time big time for some reason again um one i my identity i was going through an identity crisis and number two i don't know if i had like the holy spirit at that time i don't know like literally my heart was hardened somehow again towards god and i was more for the pleasures of the world. So what I end up doing is I just fell in love with my pornography. I fell in love with, you know, sex with my girlfriend, you know, doing all these things to try to, you know, fill this void in my life. And the problem is, is I had a poor perspective on everything. I lacked, you know, uh, a perspective that was pure. And I, and, and number two, I didn't allow myself to be in close proximity with God and like what his will and purpose was for my life. It was all about me. And that's one thing I love about, you know, the Holy spirit and abiding with him. He helps us to live beyond ourselves. And uh, it was just all about me though, at that time. And that was a huge part of my testimony and how God, like to this day, like um, I just, I can't even think about going back to the wallowing in the mud that I used to wallow in, you know, mm-hmm. but I can't say it's not a burden at times. Like even to this day, if I'm not careful on uh, scrolling out down Instagram or yeah. social media platforms, oh my goodness. Instagram is horrible with, with exactly those subliminal things. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, I'm so grateful though, that, that, um, I love what John 8, uh, 8.32 says about uh, uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Like in Christ, he gives us the power to conquer over these things. And I'm so grateful because at, at times I'm like, I feel so defeated, you know, but, uh, you know, it's he, he, yeah, he has a way of washing our heart and, and, yeah. and cleansing us when we want to call out to him though and we want to be changed and we want to repent and change yeah yes i um i'm reading your your twitter so that's where i'm getting all these fun facts <laughs> oh, <I feel>. yeah. <laughs> but do you think i i just saw that you were sexually abused at 11 mm, so yeah. do you think that that opened the door to the sex and the porn Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll share a little bit about that. So mm-hmm. the way that sort of, oh, and I hope your listeners, they can fast forward if they don't want to hear this part. But uh, 
we usually have really deep stories like this, so I think okay. they'll be okay. <laughs> okay, okay, good deal, good deal. Yeah. I, I, man, um, so yeah, when I was about 11, I was, you know, one night, I, I mean, it was actually during the day, we were getting off the school bus, and I was with a young girl that I knew really well from, from school. We are like almost best friends, I would say. She was a sweet, kind uh, girl, and I, I'll never forget her. But anyways, we were walking uh, off the bus, and there's this 17-year-old or 18-year-old guy uh, that we would often see. He would just walk around doing his thing, smoking weed, and, you know, he'd just chill outside a lot This uh, at the side of, you know, the, sort of this building we used to walk past. And one day he was basically like, hey, y'all, come follow me real quick. Come follow me. And over time, we this guy sort of built trust. You know, mm-hmm. there was a trust built. So we were like, okay, let's let's follow. We'll see what this guy is talking about. I want to show y'all something. So he ends up leading us behind these apartment buildings. And he takes us, you know, towards these fences where, you know, sort of the garbage, sometimes there's fences around the garbage, uh, mm. the big garbage machine where yeah. the machine truck comes and stuff. But anyway, he takes us back there and needless to say, he's like, you stay right there, Rashawn. Don't move. Don't move. And he takes the girl and he begins to undress her, pull her clothes down. Mm-hmm. And um, he made me say there, you be a man. Don't leave. You better not leave. Right. Or, you know, or I'm a kick. You know what I'm saying? How, right. how that goes. And, yeah. uh, and he ends up, you know, sexually, you know, I, I don't know how deep he got because I ran. Yeah. And um, yeah. But anyways, I run off and I run and I go straight to my dad. And mm-hmm. he's, he's the only one I could like you know, trust enough to tell what was happening. And yeah. somehow the cops were called, the girl got away. And yeah, I ended up having to go to court as a young child for all oh, that. But wow. it was just so, that was it was a tragedy. Yeah, so much trauma that came out of that. Mm-hmm. And of, of course, you know, when the school found out, a lot of kids, we were kind of, there was a sympathy card, but then again, there was like, did he have any part in that? And, and right. things like that. You know how the enemy. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm grateful that um, one, it now it gives me like sort of a little peek, peek or peep at what women deal with and even men deal with that are sexually abused mm-hmm. and things like that. And it helps me to have empathy for them and see them. Uh, in a whole different, total different light since I got a glimpse of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, yeah, it was a tragedy. And that did affect a lot about sexually. Because, you know, there's a passage in the scripture that says, to the pure, all things are pure. To the impure, nothing's pure type deal. Absolutely. At the time, yeah, even sex was like distorted in my view. Like I, I was just thinking, this isn't even right, but because I was exposed to it and I had influences around me telling me, dude, uh, you know, trying to endorse like having sex out of marriage. I just start, I mean, this was like that. It had to be good enough for this guy to go to jail type thing. Like, I don't know. It was just so much going through my head. I was young and confused and yeah, it was just terrible. Yeah. I was defeated. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I can't imagine. Um, but I thank God for where you are today. Fun fact about you. Did I, do I remember right seeing that you are a hype man? Oh yeah. Yeah. Back (laughs) in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. (laughs) All out there. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's a fun fact. So were you like um, hip hop hype, hype man? Yeah, yeah, hip hop. Uh, uh, a lot of rap. I would do some events more like, uh, uh, you know, like different. I d- I've done all different type of events. I even like Tech Nine, for instance. I've done uh-huh. some shows with him. Uh, and another artist up in Kansas City, and just across the map, like right. Dallas, I posted great of great events, and uh, like as an MC, you know, working with the DJ, and it, it was a fun time. But it was, of course, a fun time. Sin is fun sometime, but yeah, right. uh, although it's not not good for us, but mm-hmm. it was, um, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but to this day now, I enjoy like right now, even some of those things have come over to where, you know, now I can hype man for the kingdom of God speaking mm-hmm. of people's lives. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the truth. Yeah, so look how he used that boldness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. translated into the kingdom. True. So tell us a little bit about your book. Okay. Yeah, so start where you are. That was a book that was birthed out of a place of like, like, one, when I was when I understood that like God not only meets us in our mess, that He loves us through it and He leads us out of it. It's all throughout the Scripture where it's messy people where God meets them in a miraculous way. And one thing when I come across people, no matter where I am, because I minister to homeless, I ministered to the people in prison and, you know, even my neighbors. And a lot of times I noticed that uh, some people fail to have a fresh and passionate relationship with God because, you know, there's different things, situations in their lives that seem messy and uh, they go through different seasons of life where it's just spiritually drifting. And, you know, and that's where I want to sort of speak into people like you, you're on the brink of revival uh, all it takes is one step, you know, closer to God and can be the biggest step in your life. Mm-hmm. And you can start with anxiety. You can start with depression. You know, you can start with doubt. You can start with whatever you're dealing with, you know, even anger, you know, jealousy, resentment, uh, and God will take you where you need to be. And that's the message. You know, I think of like Paul, when he was on the road to Damascus, he has so much going on in his life. And it was actually good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was zealous, you know, for the things of God, but sadly it it wasn't the right true God that he was serving. Like he didn't know, he didn't want, he was persecuting the church, you know, yeah. on his way to persecute the church. And all of a sudden Jesus meets him and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. And at that moment, like his, eyes were open and you know he was you know blind physically but now he could see and when God restored his sight he went out and fearlessly preached the gospel to the same people he was murdering you know killing which was the Christians but also to those on all the highways and byways like God met him in his mess he loved him through it that's the miracle he loved him through it and he led him out of it and uh that's what I'm speaking into so Anyone looking for God's love and acceptance, I'm speaking to them, are wanting to develop. I outline the fruits of the Holy Spirit and everything uh, and how who is God is patience, who is God is peace. And then then how do we go in and we discover that, hey, 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 how has God been patient with us and how can we have a, a peace within us that the world can't take? You know, yes. and how do we 
become peace carriers into the world. And I've outlined each fruit of the Holy Spirit in those three different ways, how we go up to God, to go in, to go out. And yeah. uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking, sis. Like, it's, yeah. I feel it's my life message, I feel. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, so the book is forwarded by Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, Manny. Yeah. I love him so much. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, where can they purchase your book? Uh, so start where you are, book.com or any outlet, literally Walmart, Amazon, Target, you know, like anywhere, any out, outlet would, would work. That's amazing. Um, you also have a podcast. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and you're going to be on little... it here soon. I can't yes. wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your show. And how so they start. Oh, thank you, sir. So, Camille, you're awesome. I, I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to share with your people about some yes. of the things God's doing in my life. But uh, podcast-wise, uh, scriptures and stories, it's basically um, – Again, how we connect our story with God's story to make a, a greater story in uh, like how we all have like a story and testimony. And what I do is I open it up every week for people of all walks of life and to come on and share their testimony. I mean, I'm talking everything from, you know, um, a 10 year old sharing their testimony to, you know, a, a you know, 50, 60 year old, you know, and what they've been through. So there's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of uh, different aspects of people's lives that uh, we relate to as, uh, Mm -hmm. as people. And it, it really bridges us closer to God, um, their stories and stuff. So that's what it's about. And I bring on guests all the time, but every episode you can expect the story uh, from someone that will impact you and influence you for Christ. And yeah, and yeah. they're really good. I really <laughs> like them because they're all so different. And um, I've just sat there crying a few times. I'm like, wow, wow who is wow. this person? I have to find them <laughs> on social media. You know, it's just so, so amazing to just hear how um, God just affects different people, um, how he touches mm-hmm. different people, just yes. different things. And Amen. I think that sometimes when we live culturally different, we don't really you know understand different cultures so I, I like how you have all kinds of different people on your show amen sister yep yep thank you yep. so that's Rashawn did we leave anything out that you also would like to share um I I think the big thing is if just if we put this whole thing in a nutshell like you know, God is near to the brokenhearted. Like even Camille, I cannot wait to hear your story yes. on my podcast. I'm like, I'm ready. Like, um, but I think it's so important for your listeners to know, like, no matter where you are, God will meet you there. Like he's near to the brokenhearted. Those who have, you know, are contrite in spirit, you know, he didn't come for the healthy, but the sick go to him, mm-hmm. go to him with whatever mess you got, acknowledge it, you know, and, and lay it at his feet. And he will transform you right now uh, by his truth and give you a new purpose and a new hope in him every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And if you could share a special message towards anyone who may see themselves in a part of your story or just maybe touched by um, your story today, what would that special message be? Um, That's a great question. 
I would say um, just a message for someone right now. I would say even in the times we're living in in this moment, um, there's a real enemy. Uh, there's a real war going on, a war for your marriage, a war for your fa- against your family. It's a war that is, um, con- you know, conflicting all of us. But I, I just want to encourage you that in this time, this is a time we can draw closer to God. With this COVID-19 virus, there's so much going on. And a lot of times we forget, one, we can uh, win the battle in our mind, and also we can stand firm right now in our faith against the spiritual forces of this world and we can turn back to God. And I would just say, turn back to him. I love what, you know, we've been hearing this verse go around a lot lately uh, is that second Chronicles. If my people will humble themselves and pray, yes, then I will hear from, hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm telling you the most peaceful place, but yet powerful place is when we take a moment to step into the presence of God and get on our knees and crawl to him in the secret place. That's where the power is guys. And I would just encourage you with that. Don't forget your first love run back to him right now. There's no greater time to do it. There's no more needed, like more, there's no, not a greater time to do it. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Run back to him. That's all I mean. <laughs> Sorry. I'm yeah. getting on clock you know but i that's what i really truly want want to uh, say to the people mm-hmm. right now so uh let's run back to our first love yes awesome well this is it awesome. thank you so much for sharing and pouring out today um your story is amazing and um just to see the glory of God in your life is mm. wonderful if people want to follow you how can they um find you on social media Amazing. So um, Rashawn Copeland on any platform, you could just search me and, and you'll find me. Uh, if you did watch this episode, I would love to connect and, and pray for you or yeah, just any way I can serve, just let me know. And uh, again, Camille, you are the best sister and I appreciate you and I can't wait to have you on mine. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Um, I will post the links to your social media platforms in the description of the show so that they can um, follow you and find you if they need to, guys. And um, this is the end of the show. Don't forget that you always have the option to choose joy. So during this time, don't allow Satan to bring you in a place of depression. You just choose joy every single day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.